0: Okay, hello. How's everybody doing out there? I'm going to start my podcast now and uh, hope you enjoy it or learn something from it. Ilya Shapiro and Whoopi Goldberg prove intent does matter. So why hasn't it? On his daily podcast, Ben Shapiro notes that many were outraged that ABC had suspended Whoopi Goldberg from The View for two weeks following comments she made about race and the Holocaust. But Shapiro notes that it isn't good enough to suspend her per the left's and The View's own standards. He cites the Ilya Shapiro case wherein Georgetown Law is trying to decide whether Ilya Shapiro should be fired for an offensive tweet. The students at Georgetown are currently holding a protest and demanding he be fired. If Georgetown fires Shapiro, if the collective hive on the left goes along with this, then they must, by their own standards of intent versus impact, fire Whoopi Goldberg. Says Ben Shapiro. Here is the thing. Here is the
1: thing. You set the standard. You set, Now, in a normal world, I would say that you shouldn't be suspended. Because... I'm basically in favor of people being able to say whatever they want to say. And so long as they aren't calling for violence and so long as they aren't overtly reflecting Nazi tautologies, then I think they should pretty much be able to stay on the air, which is why I've never called for the deplatforming of pretty much anyone, including, by the way, people who I think are absolutely horrifying in every available respect. In fact, even if people are are Nazis, I I generally think that they shouldn't be taken off places like Twitter or Facebook because uh, I believe that the best rebuttal to that sort of terrible speech is better speech. And so I normally wouldn't think that Whoopi Goldberg should be removed from air. I mean, they knew what they had when they hired her and nothing has changed since then. Do they have the right to suspend her? Sure, they have the right to suspend her in the same way they had the right to suspend Roseanne Barr. But here is where the fun comes to play. Okay, so here's the thing. They didn't just suspend Roseanne Barr for making a racist statement about Valerie Jarrett. They fired Roseanne Barr and took the top rated sitcom off the air. So here is the deal. If you guys are going to play this game, where, if somebody is openly identified as anywhere close to a conservative and they say something that is a bad thing, little trademark symbol, if somebody says a bad thing, then they are completely removed from their job, then you don't get to suspend Whoopi Goldberg. You have to fire her. These are the standards, and you set them, and you don't get to play by two sets of standards. I know there are a lot of people on the right today who are just out and out defending Whoopi Goldberg. You know, she should keep her job. On a principled level, I agree with you. She should keep her job. But the left does not live on that principled level anymore. And so, mutually assured destruction must be achieved here. Because the way that the system currently works is that if you are somebody who is even remotely to the right of Karl Marx, and you say something that the left perceives as bad, they will attempt to deplatform you, they will attempt to destroy your advertisers, and they will demand that you be silenced. And until the left learns that this standard applies to everyone or no one, it should apply to everyone. Until the left learns that they don't get to play this game where Whoopi Goldberg goes off the air for two weeks, but if you're a conservative and you say something similar, Then they knock you off air forever. Then Whoopi Goldberg should be knocked off air forever.
0: One of the most inexplicable truths we've been forced to swallow over the past few years is the idea that intent doesn't matter. When someone or a group of people feel hurt or offended, it's called impact. You cause them to be offended and thus you are guilty. Impact matters, intent does not. You're still required to apologize and take responsibility for causing harm. But you can see how that would be a problem for the modern day left. They need villains. If Dustin Hoffman got handsy with a woman on a set 40 years ago, even if that was just what people did back then, it was, intent can't matter. Punishment must be enacted because the story being told now causes harm to people who hear it. Intent can't matter when deciding whether the Roosevelt statue should stay outside the Natural History Museum in New York. Intent doesn't matter if an old Hollywood movie has outdated stereotypes. These images still cause harm and must contain a warning or else be removed entirely. The image of Thomas Jefferson causes harm because he once owned slaves, regardless of how things were back then, or intent. If a professor says something that people find offensive, he or she could lose their job. We don't even argue about it much anymore. We just kind of go along with it. The left is in power, and they don't really believe in forgiveness. They believe in punishing people for impact, like Donald McNeil the New York Times. The only acceptable response to Ilya Shapiro's tweet about a lesser black woman is that he meant it because he is a racist. They would never consider the other possibility, that he did not choose his words wisely and was swarmed and persecuted as a result. He has apologized, of course, but that doesn't matter. This is covered quite well by Bari Weiss on her substack. She writes, Led by a Slate journalist, the Twitter mob did what Twitter mobs do and stoked the intended result. In an email to the school, the dean called Shapiro's tweets appalling and at odds with everything we stand for at Georgetown Law. Then Shapiro, who had already deleted the tweet, sent an apology addressed to the dean, William Treanor, and the entire Georgetown community. I sincerely and deeply apologize for some poorly drafted tweets I posted late Wednesday night, he wrote. If you've ever been at the center of a Twitter swarm, you know that the last thing they care about is intent. They look at the words and they decide what they mean. If enough people agree about the intent, that becomes the take and the only acceptable one. I once defended Ansel Elgort whose girlfriend was 19 when he was 21. She had taken to Twitter to complain about how Elgort had treated her when they were together and after they broke up. Twitter reacted, and within minutes, Elgort was called a pedophile rapist. When I said, sorry, but a relationship with a 19-year-old is not pedophilia. It was, and considering how many of these I've gone through by now, really bad. I never backed down, though. I never apologized. Instead, I wrote about it here on my website. That was in 2020. If you want to read the story, you can, you'll can. you have to check it on my substack, the link to that. But basically, the title of the piece is mass hysteria and the fate of West Side Story. If you type that into Google, it'll come up. That was in 2020, almost three years ago. It's not getting any better, it's getting worse. They demand that Ilya Shapiro be considered a racist. They demand that the rioters on January 6th be insurrectionists. They demand that Joe Rogan is killing people with disinformation, and so they must demand Whoopi Goldberg is an anti-Semite. To quote Jonathan Pye once again, this is what you wanted. This is what they want,
2: right? If one of your own is getting fired for essentially posting on Twitter an article from the Independent, then you've won. The culture war is over. Victory! It's what you've always wanted. People losing their jobs for retweeting the wrong opinions. Exactly the same people that have their pitchforks primed for any careless slip of the tongue or unthinking moment online. They're up in arms. Well, you fucking shouldn't be, because this is the world that you created. You can't have it both ways. You can't spend the last three weeks talking about racist microaggressions in the context of police brutality and then ignore her endorsement of an interview which includes a lazy, clumsy and unfounded statement that could easily be construed as anti-semitic whilst also undermining the issue of police brutality. You can't have it both ways. Surely this is what you've been striving for. A culture that entirely rejects the notion of nuanced debate and giving the benefit of the doubt in favour of an assumption of bigotry at every available opportunity. You did this. You created this society whereby a tiny but very vocal minority of perma-offended woke twats with an extraordinary amount of power have penetrated every single aspect of our culture and will destroy you if they perceive you have a different opinion than that of your average Guardian columnist. This is what you wanted. This is how you like it. So you can't act all shocked when it comes back at you.
0: But intent does matter, it has to. If you are deciding who is good and who is bad, and you are making it impossible for someone to have any kind of defense, then you're going along with what can only be described as a totalitarian movement, and the left has become a totalitarian movement. They decide what is true, and you have no right to dissent or refuse or deny that truth or you will be punished by the institutions of power that they control, which is all of them. As we speak, Biden's press secretary, Jen Psaki, has joined de facto government officials, Harry and Meghan, in pressuring Spotify to dump Joe Rogan. As Ben Shapiro says.
1: Right now, it actually does turn into a First Amendment issue of Jen Psaki overtly pressuring Spotify to quash Joe Rogan. Here is Jen Psaki suggesting that COVID disclaimers are not enough. There is, quote unquote, more that can be done.
0: Our hope is that all major tech platforms and all major news sources, for that matter, be responsible and be vigilant to ensure the American people have access to accurate information on something as significant as COVID-19. That certainly includes Spotify. So this disclaimer, it's a positive step, but we want every platform to continue doing more to call out misinformation and misinformation while also uplifting Accurate information. Ultimately, uh, you know, our view is it's a it's a it's a good step. It's a positive step, but there's more that can be done.
1: There's more that can be done. When the federal government is now actually pressuring companies to violate free speech principles, that is a First Amendment violation, and this is super dangerous. Which is why again, Whoopi should lose her job. Again, let's hold them to their standard. Whoopi should lose her job. She was purveying misinformation. This means she should lose her job. If they're gonna, ha- you made this bed, you lie in this bed. Should be the rule from the right. You made it, you lie in it, or we go weapons down and we try to reestablish some sense of classical liberalism in the country by agreement. Otherwise, it will be all-out warfare here.
0: I personally thought Whoopi Goldberg's statements on race and the Holocaust to be a great way to talk about something that is getting lost over time. And yes, of course it was about race. It was about wiping out the Jewish people who have always been considered a race for hundreds of years. If you are born with Jewish blood, you are Jewish. I am half Jewish. I wasn't raised as a Jew. My mother was not religious and not Jewish. Still, I am considered a Jew and I have felt what it is like to grow up Jewish. It is something people know about you that is a defining characteristic, whether you're practicing or not. It's your nose, it's your eyes, it's sometimes your bra size, ahem. More importantly, Hitler believed Jews had to be wiped out for the superior Aryan race to prevail. You can watch a dehumanization event playing out in real time right now. Trump supporters have been dehumanized to the point where they could be carted off to camps and blue check Twitter would cheer. Jen Psaki would make some comment about how they were too dangerous to have around and that would be that. But a Trump supporter can get out of it, even a white male one, by throwing themselves at the mercy of the left. They care more about ideological compliance than they do, say, skin color. But Jewish people could not have done that. Even if they'd become Nazis, they would still be sent off to concentration camps because of their Jewish blood. That is about race, and it's about genocide. Likewise, Joe Rogan's questions about ivermectin or the vaccine side effects are absolutely worth discussing loudly and with transparency. Just because they believe in compliance on the left doesn't mean everyone does. Dumping Joe Rogan from Spotify does not shut up Joe Rogan. It does not shut up disinformation, quote unquote. It is what they called a show trial in the Soviet Union. Both Stalin and Mao were fond of punishments in public. The higher profile the target, the better. It is an act of intimidation and a show of power. That our government would wade into that debate is terrifying. It's another in the long, slow slide we've been watching over the past few years as the consolidated power in this country continues to align with the government against the people. Intent matters because it has to. If you're driving down the road and you accidentally hit and kill a family of four, that is not necessarily your fault, even if you're responsible for their deaths. But compare that to driving down the road and aiming your car at a family of four. One is obviously worse than the other. Any politician who fights against this madness will be very popular in 2022 and 2024. The Democrats and Joe Biden should be taking a firm stand for the people, for free speech, and yes, for intent. We need leaders who can lead us out of this mess, not ones that keep driving us back into it. At the moment, Spotify is holding firm and not firing Rogan. Ilya Shapiro is still only suspended from Georgetown, and Whoopi Goldberg is only suspended from The View. I guess we'll have to wait and see how it all plays out. Thank you for listening to this kind of short podcast um, from sashastone.substack.com. It was nice to be with you anyway. Thanks for listening.